Want to grow your business from zero to a thousand fans? Well, then ask people what they want from you. Sounds simple, right? But that's exactly what my guest Josh Tapp said he did to grow his business. Curious? Then it's time to listen to the show. Okay, here we go. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about raving fans. If you guys have been listening to me for a while, you know that that's something I'm passionate about, because if you have customers who are passionate about you, you will be successful. And I can't think of a better person to have this conversation with than Josh Tapp. Josh is the lucky titan, and he helps entrepreneurs scale their audience, well, from zero to a thousand fans. Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Glad to be here. I am so excited because I've seen you at work, and I know that this is something you're passionate about. But how did you get started? Yeah, great question. So when when I first started my online business, I started with a marketing company and we were doing Facebook ads for for people and I, I was having a really hard time getting clients. And if you've ever done any sort of agency model, I mean, you know the pain there. It's one of those things as a marketing agency, you're like, I can get anybody leads except for myself and it's embarrassing. And for us, I mean, I was constantly struggling with that and we actually built... I'd say probably eight or nine different courses over the course of three to four years. And I was doing this all in college. So, I mean, it was just kind of a part-time gig, but it started to really pick up. But when we, when I graduated college and I you know, was really having to take care of my family at that point, I was running into the problem of not having consistent lead flow. And, and my biggest problem was that when, when I'd go out and get clients, I'd, I'd get three or four clients, I could do a big surge, but then I had to facilitate or I guess fulfill on those clients by providing the best service possible. And so I was kind of constantly juggling between, you know, getting clients and getting and doing the work. And I think a lot of business owners run into that same problem. And, and for me, I actually had the privilege of working with a, a multimillionaire. His name's Michael Maitland. He's a personal mentor of mine. And we sat down together and he said, he's like, Josh, I, I know you're, you love marketing and I know you, you love your clients, but you know, are you, are you happy with your trajectory and the direction you're going? And I kind of had a moment where I had to sit there and say, you know, honestly, I'm not. And I felt like I was on a hamster wheel and I couldn't ever break a certain financial point in our business. And and I was just really struggling with that. So he told me, he's like, okay, the first thing you need to do is build an audience. And I had been hearing that from day one of my journeys. Oh, build an audience, build an audience. But I'm not the kind of guy that likes to be on Instagram posting pictures of myself all the time. Um, it's just really, I mean, that's not the type of personality that I am and I love people. I love working with people one-on-one or in a group setting. And, um, but what we realized pretty quickly on, as I started into this journey was that there's a big difference between followers and true fans, those raving fans. And I know Lorraine, you know, we, we've talked about this, you and I, but, but when it comes to, you know, influencers, for example, there's a ton of people out there and I'll, I'll tell a story with this one. We had a, a friend of mine, he reached out to me and said, hey, I'd love to do a joint venture promotion with you. And this was just probably four or five months back. And it totally proved my point because he had been building an audience and he had around 250,000 people in this audience, which, you know, if you're in the online space, you know, that's pretty hard to do. And he got to the, yeah, it's incredible numbers, right? And he had never once sold anything to them. He said, let's, let's put something together and let's sell it. And, you know, that's kind of my specialty is getting those courses, doing the ads or whatever, and kind of getting it up and going. 
So we built out this whole um, course. We spent probably 40 or 50 hours getting this thing ready to go. We launched to 250,000 people, excuse me, and we didn't get a single sale, not one. And it made me, it just totally like locked into my mind, like why we do what we do, because you can have 250,000 people, quote unquote, following you. But I call those vanity metrics. It's all about the me, me, me. You know, people are looking at me. I'm so cool. You can get sponsorship deals or what have you when you have those followers. But when it comes to having a true raving fan, I'd like to tell another story about that, Lorraine, and you're probably sick of hearing my stories at this point. But <laughs> No, I'm not. I want to just pause and ask a question. And then if your story answers the question, great. Because sure the question I really have is, you know, you, you talked about your influencers and how their fans aren't necessarily something that they can convert to a sale. How do you build that audience? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, it's like I said, it'll go right into the story. This is perfect because <laughs> that's what I really want to know. <laughs> well, so and that's probably what everybody's like, Josh. Just get to the point here. But for me, so when we first started, um, I, I decided to first focus on who I wanted to serve instead of focusing on what product can I offer, and that's that's really the primary the primary difference. But what really comes down to the difference between fans and followers is fans will pay you no matter what. They're willing to come out to you with their wallets wide open and say, give me whatever you have because I know you care about me. I know you're trying to provide the best result for me. And to illustrate that point, this is the story I was going to tell. <laughs> so when uh, I was when the coronavirus all started, so this was what, in February? Between mm -hmm. February and March, we actually lost 70% of our customers overnight, <sighs> um, our paying customers. And this was, so we've got multiple clients and this was across the board. And for most people, they would have a total and utter breakdown. And I'd be lying if I didn't have a an, like a holy crap moment, you know, <laughs> where I'm mm -hmm. like, uh oh, you know, we might have just lost everything. But what happened was we decided, okay, you know what? Let's let's prove what we teach. And so all we had to do is we asked our audience, what do you need right now? I understand the coronavirus is really wiping a lot of people out, and a lot of them had been paying us the ninety seven dollar a month price points. And so when I came to, I said, well, what, what exactly do you need right now? And a lot of them are just like, I just need more sales. And I, I really need help at this point to, to create free um, advertising opportunities for myself, which we call the joint venture partnership. And so we put together a challenge. We adjusted our core offering and literally Lorraine, I'm not even lying with this one. Within three weeks, we had replaced the 70% and doubled our monthly recurring revenue. Wow. In three weeks. And it proved the point. I was like, yes, we did it. <laughs> we proved the point. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, that's not the first time in our business. And it makes it so easy to pivot because instead of us saying, let's build products all the time, all we did is ask them exactly what they need and what they want. And then we just gave it to them. You know, when you say that, because I'm, I'm one of those people that signed up for your $97 a month because it made perfect sense to me. But when you say that, that you simply asked people what they wanted. It sounds so easy. Is it really that easy? That is an amazing question because I think that's the number one problem that people have when they, they hear what, you know, me, when I tell these stories, for example, they're like, okay, but how did you ask? And there's a lot of different ways to do it. But if you're doing this right, you have a core group of people who've already bought from you before. Or they're the type of people who follow everything you do. You know, they're your, your quote unquote raving fans. They really just, everybody has some. And honestly, even if you're brand new, if you just launch within three or four days, you're going to have a couple people come out of the woodwork who are those people who could be your raving fans. 
And I, I kind of do it the old fashioned way. I really like to actually get in the trenches and manually ask people, but I don't just ask everybody. So we do some polls, for example, you can do like on Facebook, a really easy way is if you have a Facebook group, mm-hmm. for example, you just hold a poll and you ask specific questions, you know, like, well, what's the number one thing that's um, causing you problems right now? Is it the sales? Is it the marketing or is it the fulfillment, right? Asking questions like that will start to spark conversation and you'll start to see that it, that it you know, begins to happen there. But the other thing that you can do is I, I manually talk to people. So I'll either message them, I'll call them, we'll get on phone calls or what have you. But I ask the most, I guess the most raving fans, like the highest level of raving fan, the people who have pretty much bought everything that I have and they're following everything that we do. Those are the people that I come to um, and, and I ask them because they're the ones who I know are my ideal customer. But on top of that, especially when you're new, don't get too concerned about reaching out to just your customers. You have some sort of competition in the marketplace. Go and watch what they start doing and then just mirror it. I mean, obviously don't copy word for word what they're doing. But so for example, you know, a lot of people in my audience are um, podcasters. So I'll go find people like John Lee Dumas or um, other people who have audiences of, of podcasters and I will just watch what they do because Odds are when a downturn happens for me, it's probably happening for them as well. So if you watch what they do, you'll see, okay, they just launched a challenge. I'm going to launch a challenge. And you'll you'll just see, I, honestly, miracles happen in those moments. <laughs> you know, when you talk about watching what your competitors do, I used to do a lot of work with the startup community. And all these people would come to meetings saying, we've got this new product and nobody has done anything like this ever before. And in working with venture capitalists, they always look at that and go, did you ever think, why not? Right. (laughs) Investors really want you to say, you know what? I've been watching the market and everybody does this kind of like this. What I'm going to do is I have found a better way to do that. And so it actually gives investors and customers more comfort because it's it's kind of familiar, but it's coming from you. And if they already like you, there's a better chance that they'll hop on and give it a try. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Josh, this has been so much fun. I can't believe how fast the time has flown by. Absolutely. <laughs> if people want to know more about you and your challenge and your resources, where should they go? That's an awesome question. Thanks for asking that, Lorraine. So one of the best places to reach me is at theluckytitan.com. But for most of you who are listening to this, you know, the, the topic of this whole thing was getting your first raving fans. And you know, that can be the hardest part. Getting the first hundred people paying you can be pretty difficult. Um, I know for me, that was probably the hardest part was getting the first 100 people. So if you're struggling with that, just reach out to us. You can come over to the luckytitan.com slash challenge. We actually have a challenge that will walk you through all 30 days. You're going to be going through exactly how to set up and build a business in a way that you can start attracting raving fans. And it's not, this isn't something like a new business opportunity, right? It's not, oh, replace what you're doing. What this does, is basically an add-on. You can staple it to what you're doing, kind of put your, your methods into our process that you can use and you'll basically come out the other end. And the whole goal of it is coming out the other end with a hundred raving fans. So you can check that out at the luckytitan.com slash challenge. Awesome. We will have a link to your challenge page in the show notes. And I'm really going to encourage my audience to check it out because I've enjoyed 
digging around in your resources. And I'm certainly learning a lot along the way as well. I love that. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about resources for business owners, be sure to hop over to the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolboxin.com and look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.